I, this isn't the first time I've gotten that comment from people though. I Welcome back to Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah, and I'll be joined by my sister, Rachel. In today's episode, we do a Q&A. So we posted on Instagram a few weeks back asking you all to submit some questions for us to answer on the podcast, and here's that episode. Um, so a huge thanks to those of you who submitted questions. We had a lot of fun. Uh, these were some really good questions, and it was just really cool for us to be able to kind of take the conversation in a different direction and talk about some things that don't usually come up pretty naturally in our normal episodes. So we're really excited to hear what you all think. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, okay, so today we're going to do a Q&A episode, and I just clicked record before you and I chatted too much about this, but uh, we submitted a question box on Instagram, and it sounds like we've both kind of peeked at some of the questions that people submitted. Is that, have you looked at them? Yes, I looked at them. I haven't thought through any answers. I just saw enough to be like, wow, these are good questions. Thanks, yeah. Guys. Yep. Um, pretty much no. same here. I didn't, I didn't really, I thought about thinking through some of the answers, but I figured we wouldn't both do it. So might as well just both come in as blind as possible, but yeah. Thank you so much to the people. Shout out to Hannah. She submitted so many questions. Yeah, um, they're really good. <laughs> they're great questions. Uh, shout out to everyone who submitted questions. Really, really great turnout. And hopefully we, I don't know. I'm excited to answer these. We've got some variety. We don't necessarily have to answer all of them. Probably won't get to all of them, but hopefully this goes well and we could do another one of these in the future because for you and I right now, this is a fun way. We have like a kind of tight schedule to work with for recording in the next couple of weeks. So this is a good way to sneak in like a fun extra thing that we don't have to plan as much for. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's kind of funny because like, it's not just like our lives that we have to schedule around, but like content that we have to schedule around because- yeah. <laughs> like we could, we could pick a random day, but if nothing has happened, you know, if we do like a Thursday and we had just recorded that Sunday, odds are all we've done is gone to work. Um, exactly. So it's nice to have like a topic to cover. Exactly. Yeah. I've been thinking about that ever since we started the podcast where like a lot of podcasts I like, they'll record things in advance. Like they'll bank a lot of episodes and that just simply wouldn't work. Like I know we've been pretty far ahead. Um, we had a lot of episodes banked when we first started and we like let ourselves kind of take the holidays slower for that and stuff like that. But as far as like we, you and I couldn't just record like five times this week and have anything to do with that. Like, that's just no. not how that <laughs> works. Although I guess this is one example of how we're trying to be more creative with episode types, but as maybe a little teaser, we have something kind of big coming up in the future in the next couple of months of different types of episodes. Yeah, I, I'm really glad with um, the evolution of some ideas that we didn't necessarily have when we got started with the pod, but have really kind of like organically come along just based on the conversations we've been having and the stuff that we've found that, you know, we're getting a lot of value out of. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited with just kind of the organic direction that some of our content has taken. Yes, same here for sure. Do you have your phone in front of you? Like, would you be able to pull the questions up? Sure, I'm yeah. 
I'm thinking we each pull the questions up and then we alternate picking one to answer. Like I'll pick one, then you pick one and so on. <laughs> go to our go to our profile, like click on the booted sisters little and the lines. Yeah. And then the, and the, the lines on the top right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm keeping this in for any listeners who maybe don't know that you can look at your Instagram stories archive. You're welcome. You want to go first? All right. Um bu- 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 bu. favorite state and country to visit not one that you currently or have lived in. Um, that's a good one. So countries that I've lived in, US, Japan, Italy. Favorite country to visit that I haven't lived in. Honestly, I really liked Greece. It was one of the first countries yeah. I went to. I went during the off season uh, in the winter time. So it wasn't as crowded, especially at like some of the monuments and museums and stuff. Um, but the weather was still like, very cozy um and the crowds weren't that bad but a lot of history and then like just amazing food like if there was one country's cuisine you know I could only pick one cuisine for the rest of my life to eat I would probably say Greek food um, yeah that's so good what about you for country? for country so for both obviously I'm thinking of this as like it's just, it's so hard to compare places. I hate to try to compare places. Cause like, I want to go everywhere. I want to go back everywhere I've been before. So it's like really hard to think of a good way to think of this, but I guess like compared to other places I've been, like, where would I want to go back over and over again is kind of how I'm thinking of this. Greece is a really good one. I would love to go back to Greece. I, uh, I think I just, I like have done really small versions of most places I've been to. So I want to like see more of most places I've been, but to answer that question being asked, I think my favorite country would be Scotland. I think the UK is officially the country. That's but. definitely, yeah. I think Scotland is one that you have talked about the most since going yeah. there. Um, it's the, the only thing? country I've already been to more than once. So I think if I'd been to Ireland twice, Ireland might take the cake too. But there's something about Scotland where I just want to go back over and over again. And as much as I want to go back to Ireland, I think gun to my head, if I had to choose one of the two to go back to, like, and could never do the other one ever again, I think I would still choose Scotland. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's the answer. State is a little bit harder. I think there's so many reasons to like a state. There's like, Ones that you have family memories, ones that have really great cities, ones that have really great scenery. I was really uh, impressed with Colorado for kind of all of the above, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's just kind of cool that we also have like the family connection. Um, But I I can say one state or another. I I think I have stronger opinions about states that I don't like than I do about states that I like. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, this one somehow feels even harder to answer the way I'm thinking about this one, since I live in Colorado and can't say that because I probably would say Colorado, but is a state that I don't <laughs> ever play like one of those weird loops of why you have to live. In Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, twist my arm. Keep me here. Um, no, I think that I'm thinking of this in like, the visit being the emphasis, like what state would I love to continue to visit and don't feel pulled to move to, which for me, California is definitely up there. I want to keep visiting California. 
Uh, I think it's gorgeous and I think it has so much to offer and there's so much more to see, but I really do not feel a pull to move there ever. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll be like you and uh, regret the things that I say on the record on this podcast if I get put <laughs> in my place sometime and move to go. Uh, but another state for me too is, um, well, it's hard to pick one. I really like the Midwest as a place to visit. I've been to the Twin Cities on a couple trips and I really want to keep going to the Twin Cities. Twin Cities are great. Yeah. yeah. Great sibling trip there yes. a few years ago yeah yes um yeah we had a sibling trip there that was really fun I want to keep doing sibling trips to there's a few other places in the midwest that I want to keep going to um but one state that I've been like really really wanting to see more ever since I drove from Virginia to Colorado for those who don't know I did a pretty major detour because the state isn't going to make sense for that route but uh Michigan I really liked Michigan and really want to see more of it so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's possible for me to pick one state, but those are some that are up there it would be Michigan, honestly, Wisconsin and Minnesota, like all three of those Michigan, probably if I had to choose one of those and then California, but there's so many States I haven't been to yet. So that right. answer yeah. isn't the most informed. <laughs> I really like Michigan. I'm going to a wedding there this summer and I'm really excited. Oh, nice. Um, I haven't been to Michigan. Um, and I don't think I've done as much of the Midwest as you have. Um, but I did really enjoy Minnesota. Yeah. People, Michigan has one of those things where everybody who's from there is like really obsessed with it. And like, you definitely know when someone's from Michigan and they do the thing with the, they show you on their hand where, um, Wisconsin does that too. Didn't know that until recently. Wisconsin has a hand thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of states, I think you can make, <laughs> you can just kind of make a thing of using your hands. <laughs> this is, this is Michigan makes map. the most sense. Oh, but... it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a fun one. I feel like Colorado is a good answer for you since you don't live here and haven't. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, state travel has definitely been on the back burner for the past four years. Um, but yeah, you and I have very different experiences with that. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to ask, are you into Duolingo? I'm recently obsessed as <laughs> what that's what the person submitted said uh not me saying it so Rachel are you into Duolingo wait no 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 I read the first question and I answered it this is you answer this one and then <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> didn't mean to offend you um okay so the question is are you into Duolingo um, my honest answer is no because if I was really into it I would use it consistently I have it I don't know if I have it downloaded right now. I've had it downloaded in the past. I've toyed with using it. I believe that it's great. Um, and I wish I was into it and I would like to, but right now there's nothing that I'm putting any effort into learning language wise, uh, even though I should be. And, but yeah, with the times I've played around with it, it seems really fun. They're so aggressive with those notifications though. So, um, good thing, bad thing. I can see how it motivates people to stay consistent because you're being shamed, but it was overwhelming for me. <laughs> what about oh you? yeah I purposely didn't give them permission for notifications and they got really mad and aggressive in my email inbox as a consequence <laughs> um I I have heard that the browser version is a lot better than the app um, but I haven't tried it I don't think Duolingo is as good as other apps if you're really trying to learn a language um but it's a fun way to try to pick up some vocab so I was pretty good at it before I went to Japan. I, I did a lot of Japanese on there. Um, and then like, as soon as I got to Japan, never did it again. And I've been kind of on and off with Italian. 
it's fun, but I think if you're really trying to learn a language, um, there are a couple other apps that take it a little bit more seriously from like an actually being able to like form a conversation type uh, standpoint. What I was going to say is I feel like you were pretty on it when we were in Maine for learning Italian. Was it Duolingo or was that a different app? Or am I misremembering? No, I was using Duolingo. I definitely think Duolingo is like a pretty accessible version. Like you can do literally like 30 seconds a day and like stay engaged with some vocab and stuff like that. But if you're like really being serious about a language, I hadn't heard like the best reviews and like actually really trying to become conversational with it. Gotcha. I haven't played with this either, but I found out my library does a winter reading challenge every year. And it's like, partly to encourage people to like learn about the resources the library offers. So you get like a little prize at the end, but you have to fill out some of the boxes. And one thing I learned in the winter reading challenge this year was that there's like a free, I forget what it's called. Cause I haven't checked it out, but there's a free language learning thing through the library system that sounded pretty good from like what I saw quickly. But like fantastic. I nice. Yeah. So, um, I guess tip for people out there who don't have a winter reading challenge where their library tells them about all the resources, check out what resources <laughs> your library offers. Cause there might be more, there's also like a streaming service one and a few things like that. So oh, yeah. I don't know if Denver is particularly good or if a lot of libraries have a lot of resources. Definitely been hearing about library of things, which is cool. You can just kind of like borrow commonly needed things that you don't necessarily like need to own like I don't know power washers and like that that you don't really need to use all the time oh wow so that I might be a fancier thing but I've definitely heard of library with a lot of different items yeah don't quote me on the power washer <laughs> <laughs> um did mom get those like big dice was that from the library too yeah wow guys check out the library <laughs> also mom works at the library shout out to our yeah our library resource <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Oh, this, this one is near and dear to my heart and Jane probably has witnessed the struggle. So that's why she's asking, but how to manage curls in a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think there's one of us that's more qualified to answer this than the other. <laughs> um, I would say the weather side of it is, is not any more challenging than living in the mid-Atlantic down to Florida. Um, that's just humidity and that's just a battle you're going to lose. <laughs> but the, the bigger thing that is different from country to country is like the average hairstyle within that country and the proficiency of barbers um, in dealing with curls. So for example, in Japan, relatively homogeneous society um, by and large, and most people had straight hair. Um, so I actually didn't even really end up experimenting with it that much because COVID hit. But I think based on what I was hearing from people who'd been there before COVID and had a little bit more established, like you, you, if you had curly hair, you would try to find someone else who had curly hair and be like, yo, where do you get your hair cut? Because yeah. <laughs> it would be like, it would just be kind of like a lot to ask of a Japanese barber to just like walk in with my hair and be like, good luck, you know, like didn't want to stress them out. In Italy, I'm not nearly as worried about it because curly hair um, is way more common. So I think that's more of it is from like a managing it standpoint, like travel is, is no different from anybody who's lived in, in human places before or places with different weather that affects your hair or, um, or just like the logistics of traveling and trying to plan your shower or whatever else like that uh, when, you, when you're going to wash your hair. But uh, in terms of like long-term hair care and hairstylists like yes that can vary country by country and I would say 
the East Asian country that I lived in, it would have been daunting to a lot of barbers for me to walk in and expect them to know how to take care for my hair. I'm sure they would have done a fine job, but I think it would have made them a little nervous. Yeah. I think I know the answer based on how you just phrased part of your answer, but have you actually gone to any salons since being in Italy yet? Not yet. I suppose it's about time, um, <laughs> but I have not gone to a salon yet. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that one. I have not managed curls in a foreign country to that degree. I never really do anything <laughs> special when I travel, so I'm not one to, <laughs> to yeah. uh, don't take inspiration for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, for managing curls in general, I would say move to Colorado because the dryness helps a lot in my experience. What a place. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to answer another question from James is a quick answer for me. <laughs> Best Italian food in Colorado. I could not be further from an authority on this. I thought this is one that I actually thought about after seeing it come in the other day. I don't think I've had any Italian food in any restaurants in Colorado besides wow. pizza. And I'm not going to speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a variety of experiences with pizza and it's, it's fine. And it's what you would expect. And it's, there's been good. There's been fine. It's fine. But for, there is an answer to this about the best Italian. There is obviously good places to go for Italian food in Colorado. And I truly think I've been to zero Italian restaurants. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we certainly get recommendations on the Instagram algorithm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. From all the like reels that are suggested, um, for call it like best blank in Denver. Yeah. There's probably a lot, honestly, I, I mean, I haven't really specifically heard people rave about Italian food out here, but I know there are good restaurants I haven't checked out. Um, so this is like a little bit of a challenge for me now. I will report back when I actually go to an Italian restaurant and I could be wrong, but I thought I've thought about it for a couple of days and I can't think of a time I've been to an Italian restaurant. Some of the worst Italian food Jane and I have ever had um, was in a ski town in Japan. And that kind of feels like it's on us. The Japanese really like Italian food, but I didn't find that they did it particularly well in my opinion not on average anyway yeah uh, and we were kind of like at a, we just need food kind of point but not good it was not not good <laughs> well I assume you don't have an answer for this one either <laughs> in fact I do not no <laughs> um all right let's see how long had you been thinking of starting a podcast before actually taking the jump this is a fun one um we were We've mentioned it many times, but the most recent time that we were hanging out was about past September when I came out um, to visit you. And it just, like, you just kind of came up with it because we were talking about just needing to journal slash stay in touch more, you know, just generally. Mm -hmm. And we should do a podcast, lol, ha ha ha, wouldn't that be funny? And then like in the same breath, you're like, but wait, we could. Um, <laughs> so... I guess maybe a month before we started more than a month. Um, but yeah, I, in my mind, <laughs> we, you and I have like made very passing jokes about having a podcast, like ever since we both became podcast listeners years and years ago, like I feel like we've over the years joked about like having a sibling podcast and stuff like that. And it's always been 99% joke, like very much a joke. Um, yeah. And when you were visiting me in Colorado, we were driving and I forget what, what topic we were on, probably something related to our siblings. And 
you made that joke. You said, oh, when we have a podcast, ha, 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 ha. Like you made that joke. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and what we, whatever we were talking about, it was a joke. It wasn't something we were actually going to make a podcast about. And obviously, like, I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts make those jokes and it's like pretty arrogant. Like, that's why we joke about it is because it's like arrogant to think that like people would want to listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, so you had made that joke. And I don't remember if it was like kind of in the same moment or a little while later, but I, I kind of turned to you and I was like, you know, we really could. And I was just kind of dead serious in that moment, or at least in my mind I was. Um, cause I was like, no, like seriously, like we've joked about having a podcast and the reason it's always a joke is cause there's no concept behind it or anything right. we're talking about. It's just the idea of like, we're so interesting. People would want well, to listen are, to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why it's always been a joke. But when I turned to you and was earnestly suggesting it, I was like, I, feel like I have an actual idea for it. And it goes along with like what we were talking about a lot on that trip where it was just like, we were kind of, you visited me. We were like hanging out together for like two weeks straight, two or three weeks straight. And it was like us catching up after two years because we hadn't kept in touch while you were in Japan that well. And yeah. so we had been having a lot of kind of deep conversations about just the idea of that and how that's a challenge for you going abroad again is that it's hard to stay in touch with people and blah, blah, blah. And so I was presenting it as like a solution of like, I have an actual idea and I think it would be a good way to keep us accountable to like actually staying in touch. So it's kind of like the concept and the idea of taking the idea of having a podcast seriously all came at once, at least in my mind. I feel like it's it's like a sitcom riff where like people are on a dare or like bro you won't you won't bro 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 and then like, <laughs> like no one you know no one wants to give up playing chicken and then you, right you podcast yeah yeah so like we had like I guess the answer is that we had like joked and passing about it for years but it was never even like five percent serious I don't feel like until two months probably before it really happened. And it was like just suddenly a serious suggestion. <laughs> and it, we really hit the ground running too. Like the rest of your trip visiting me, I was just kind of emphasizing how serious I was. And we both just like were on board with it really quickly. And then a few weeks later, I bought my mic and was like doing a bunch of research on like how to do any of this. So um, yeah, it really came together pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And I think we've made this very clear, but the, a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the like software, how to everything like that um, has been entirely on your side. All I did was move to Italy and then I hop on here when it's time to record. So that may be why it was so quick was <laughs> we concentrated all the labor in one source uh, <laughs> and you're willing to do it. I was going to say, I'm proud of how consistent we've been. That's yeah. been me. Yeah. Me too. And I guess just another version of what you just said, like not to only give myself credit, but the, the idea of like me taking it head on with like learning this, like editing and all of the logistics was because that was a component of why we wanted to do it. Like, it's not just that I'm so great and I'm so like taking the burden of this, but part of why, like the biggest reason was that we wanted to stay in touch and we thought it would be a fun way to do it. And then another big reason was that I wanted to learn podcasting. So not to not give myself credit, but it's like, it's not like it was going to be a burden for me. It was something I was excited about. Um, yeah, that was a good question. Curious if people have more thoughts on that. I feel like we've mostly just trickled in the like why and stuff and a lot of our goals, but we haven't talked too much about it. I don't know if people understand how like, we're obviously serious about it, but it's not in the way that I feel like most podcasts are serious. Like we're not serious about growth or having a massive audience or anything like that. That would be yeah. a pretty classic thing people think about. 
yeah, no, no money making, um, and certainly like no desire to become famous or anything like that. Um, but we still want to have a fun product out there. And I think we've, we've accomplished that. Yeah. I've been so surprised with how not surprised, but like, well, pleasantly surprised and proud of us with like what you're saying, how consistent we are and how true to our goals we've been able to be. And it was, it's just surprising. Like we took it really seriously when we planned and like we set a foundation that like has really just been true to what we wanted it to be, which has just been like, I, I expected it to go off the rails in some direction or another. Okay. Next question. Um, Top five board games. I'm not sure how best to answer this one. If we should each say five or if we should just rattle off. I don't even know if I want to on the spot. I don't think I could say the five that I would like put my stamp of approval on like right. solid five for sure. Just because I feel like I might forget some, but I have a lot of board games. I like <laughs> I think we'll just like name board games and the numbers will fall where they may. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, good. But I associate as like the OG us us really getting into board games as a family as we all started to get a little bit older and like you know moving out of Candyland realm um wizard is the first one I remember like us really like bringing back from our aunt and uncles and like truly like enjoying as a family um which is mm-hmm. a a card game and it is lots of fun and the I think it was the first game that John got banned from throwback yeah to- that was the main one that he got banned from <laughs> For those who know that John was banned from games. <laughs> um, yeah, Wizard is really fun. It's fully a card game, but you need a special deck. Um, would recommend for sure. And yeah, I knew you were going to say that as like a core family game. There's a lot. Our family has played a lot of games. Um, shout out to our aunt and uncle who always like provide us with new game suggestions because that's where we get a lot of them. So in that realm, I will add Ticket to Ride. Um, that one's very fun and another classic for the fam. Yeah, I think a lot of people are familiar with that one by now, but lots of fun. Josh actually got me like a Japanese expansion and we were really excited to play that um, when we went to Maine as a family, but we didn't realize that we needed the base cards. Oh yeah. I, let's see, which ones do I really like? I mean, Seven Wonders is really a classic. Like <laughs> yeah, that one, is, that one is fun as a strategy game because it's, you really can like go all in on on one strategy or another and it is fun like some days when you're like you know what no I'm gonna go in on this resource instead and like see how it goes from there but yeah seven wonders basically you're building up a civilization from an ancient city um so it's got a lot of like Greek and Roman cities um and you're just kind of building up military or like academics um that kind of thing and that's another one that our family got like super into very into yeah one notable thing about seven wonders is that it's at least has potential for sure to be a lot speedier than a lot of the other games that we play because some games can take like two hours easily and seven wonders um is closer to like 30 minutes and then when when our family was the most intense about it potential future season moment to cut in with a mom (laughs) fact because (laughs) she'll know the actual answer we used to get closer to like 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes of playing um there was like an era where it would be like somebody josh was gonna need to go to work but he had 15 minutes before he could leave like get in the room right now whoever's playing play we're going and yeah it's really fun it's a very different structure because you like pass cards around and stuff it was great love seven wonders okay i'm gonna add splendor i love splendor oh that one's a lot of fun i definitely played it with emily and david no they're into that one 
Nice. Um, oh, also, this might be controversial, but they showed us the card version of Monopoly. Oh, Monopoly board. deal. Yeah. Monopoly deal really like picked up the pace a lot. Um, and you could still have that like satisfaction of screwing over your friend, but it wouldn't be drawn out over eight hours and three days. <laughs> so like it wasn't quite as intense, you know, like not friendship ending, just, you know, you irk them a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shout out Emily and David. I have only played it that one time, but I've been like really tempted. I keep almost buying it when I'm like at Target and stuff. Cause I feel like I could get people into it. I was shocked at how fun it was. I didn't, I'm such a monopoly hater, but that game is really fun. Uh, okay. Technically we've said five games already, but I guess let's just do some honorable mentions. Cause those are five good ones. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, honorable mention for me is Yahtzee by a trillion degrees. I'm, I love Yahtzee. I've already talked about it on this podcast, but Yahtzee is so fun and I'm only getting more obsessed. Yeah, that I've kind of missed that not being in the States, but it's been fun to see our family become a Yahtzee family. Cause that was not one that we were like playing all the time growing up. Yeah, like I played it a good chunk growing up because dad doesn't play a lot of games with us, but he will play Yahtzee. So I remember some times of playing Yahtzee as a kid, but not like constantly. And then another honorable mention, because Hannah submitted this question, is Phase 10. Hannah and I used to play hours oh. and hours of Phase 10 <laughs> as kids. It was so fun. Some of my friends in Denver are actually pretty into Phase 10. So I've played a few games since being out here and it's very fun. Um, I've got one exploding unicorns um no sorry unstable unicorns that's it is it the Um, same family as exploding kittens is that what you said exploding no 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 I think I was just conflating the two Jane and I played this a lot like during 2020 lockdown kind of moments um and it's it's perfectly silly and fun um and it's definitely another one where you can like <laughs> really get competitive with it and screw over your table mates and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that one has fond memories from getting us through the pandemic for sure. Nice. Um, do you like Cards Against Humanity? I think it expires very quickly. You know, like you can literally get to the point where you memorize the cards and like, okay, you get the expansion pack, but like it doesn't, you know, get that. Yeah more interesting we we really liked apples to apples when we were little yeah that's true like that connection I like um and there's you know sometimes at a party like it's like the perfect thing to kind of like help people get loose and have some fun but it's not particularly interesting I will say yeah I just have I don't want to say I've never liked it I've played a few rounds that have been fun but I've just played way too many rounds of that game with like the wrong crowd or where I'm grumpy that people don't share my humor or something. I just like, I'm kind of a hater. I don't, I I like to not play it. <laughs> like I would honestly like not sit out a lot of games if I'm like with a group and a game is going to be played, but I might sit that game out. <laughs> wow. Hot take. You heard it here. I know. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to ask that because I felt like maybe we would have similar opinions. Um, Listeners, let us know what you think of Cards Against Humanity and if I'm crazy. (laughs) Um, That was a good question. I feel like we say that after all of them, but you guys really did crush it with your questions. They are good questions. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I got to be the one to ask this one. Uh, She's so proud of herself for this question. I know Um, the question and I don't know the answer. So I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sorry. So the question is, what has the biggest Belshi feud been about um, and how in- intellectually heated did it get? This to me is very much the lower four territory. They're big feuders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My problem, not problem with this question. I love this question, but 
I'm having a hard time. I think it doesn't paint the clearest picture with the intellectually heated component. I feel like that makes our family seem so intense and nerdy. And I, maybe I just don't see it. I don't feel like that's like our main shtick, but. This isn't the first time I've gotten that comment from people though. I think there is a layer that um, people perceive us as kind of like maybe quick witted and, and kind of like intellectually, I mean, maybe the board games play into that as well. Like just nerdy in general, I guess, but you know, I mean, we did just release an episode talking about museums like the whole time. So I'll accept, (laughs) I'll accept. I just want to be clear that I hope that through this podcast, we paint a more holistic picture of us being fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I've had, you know, um, comments from friends, like bring friends home from college or something. And they're like, it's kind of daunting to be at the kitchen table and like try to get a word in because you guys are just so like sarcastic to each other. <laughs> like Maybe it, mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever we do the tier list, those- Oh, those that's a perfect yeah. answer. Yeah, those get very heated, genuinely heated. Were you on the call when we did it at Christmas time, a tier list with Christmas music? I, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That might be the most heated tier list ever. <laughs> I was shocked at like some of the things that I took for granted that people believed that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, came at Mariah Carey and I, for one, was offended. But yeah, there were just some shocking opinions that we didn't know about each other. I think most tier. So I guess to back up, we've done this for years. Hopefully other families do this. It's really fun. But especially if you ever like have kind of virtual things, we used, we had some Zooms a few times during 2020 and stuff like that as a family. Um, so one fun activity to do on those is I think it's called Tier Makers, the the website. Yeah, it's called Tier Maker is the website. And there's just tons of like pre-made like categories. And you dry, you say like, oh, this is like A, B, C, like you're kind of rating things against each other. So some popular ones are like candies or like fast food chains and stuff like that. Um, we've done a lot of them ever since 2020 and they always get heated. But a lot of times it's, it's, it's so fun. And a lot of times we all feel passionately about the same things. Like we have very similar candy opinions for the most part. And then when somebody jumps in with a different one, it's always shocking. So, um, but for most of the tier, I feel like we've done as a family, we already, most of us had like general ideas of how the other ones felt like these are conversations we've had our whole lives, especially something like candy. Um, But with Christmas music, we didn't know everybody's opinions apparently because evidently yeah yeah, like we we would be like this is obviously the best Christmas song and then somebody on the call would be like this is literally obviously the worst Christmas song like such polarized opinions and then another problem with this not everybody most of us were in person or at least a lot of us were in person yeah Um, yeah, yeah and then some were on zoom and because there were so many of us in person rather than crowding around one computer we, some of us went in the basement and some stayed on the main floor and that turned into a boy girl split. Like the women were in the basement and the boys were upstairs. And I said that specifically women and boys, I'm not taking that back. (laughs) And um, so it quickly turned sexist. Like we were, cause John was controlling it. And to be fair to John, he has a lot of fun with these. He gets excited. Um, but one downside of that is that he can get hard to communicate with and stubborn and he can decide that he has an authority yep. because he has the mouse and that's not how these are supposed to go. I'm getting just talking about this. Um, 
So yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to get banned for if if he was 10 right now acting this way, we we would have banned him from tier list probably. Yeah. It went badly. And I yeah, it was it was really funny, but it was on it was legitimately heated. Like we were legitimately angry. Those of us yeah. who were downstairs, we were like getting really mad. Um yeah, Rice was the down there were- too. Yeah, the girls were all like looking at each other like this can't possibly be the answer and yeah. just being ignored by the patriarchy. Like we were being just- so ignored. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So obviously you have us telling the story, not the Johns and Joes of the family telling the story. <laughs> but um I would say that's actually a really good answer for the most heated argument. It wasn't intellectual in the slightest, but it was <laughs> very heated. We were like legitimately angry. Yeah. They're ranking like old. Christmas carols that they don't even know about, like higher yeah. than what they do. And you're like, There's exactly. no method to it. And just straight up ignoring our opinion. Like, yeah. Right. And we were having to fight, fight for like mid rankings for songs that were our absolute favorites. Like we were even conceding. We weren't saying make it the top tier, but like at least make it second or third. And they were still trying to put it like at the bottom. It was absurd. Anyway, uh, recommend tier list with your family and friends. It's very fun, <laughs> but uh <laughs> Maybe do candy. <laughs> um, I want to just add, because this I do like this question. I feel like this, we could, honestly, maybe let's ask our sibling guests in the future what they think of as like family feuds we've had in the past. Yeah. But I do want to add that we- Family. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like we've had a lot of serious feuds. Obviously, to give such an unserious answer, paints that picture a little bit too. But I really don't feel like, not to even get too- deeper series with it but like I don't feel like we've had a lot of like infighting and stuff like that within our family we really do get along very well and so we have like lots of joke fights or joke fights yeah. turned serious yeah like especially yeah I think a lot of us are very um whimsical and sarcastic one that doesn't involve the whole family but must be mentioned is John and Jack had a feud that involved arguing about the existence of ghosts and resulted in a broken finger so <laughs> That might be a good one. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Okay. So we have one about playing like most likely to or doing superlatives of the siblings. I think that would be fun. Not during this right now, but I think that would be a fun game to play. I actually have that game that's called most likely to it's like a card game kind of in the anyway. Um, but there's probably like online versions of that kind of thing too. So I would like to do that at some point. I think that'd be fun either with a sibling guest or maybe a few or something like that. Yeah, um, some more input rather than just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're not the authority on the whole family. <laughs> um, so I want to table that one, but it is a good idea. Um, favorite holiday other than Christmas or Thanksgiving. I mean, those are my favorites. <laughs> um, Fourth of July is kind of nice because it's always during the summer. And so usually there's like from childhood, you know, going to baseball games and being on break from school, that kind of thing. Trying to think of any fun. Oh, we had a really fun New Year's in Peru. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In Lima. That was a good one. Oh, Um, quick aside, but it's huge. I and GeoGuessr got plopped exactly where we spent New Year's in Peru. I was doing a Peru map, but it's not like it was a Lima map. I mean, it was a very specific spot. It was truly country. Yeah. You can picture exactly what I mean when I say exactly where we spent New Year's. Yeah. So that was a really fun New Year's. In contrast, uh, I was in Greece for New Year's um, a few years before that. And nobody really even like there was no countdown. There was really no acknowledgement. It was like, oh, interesting. My friend that I was traveling with, like just sitting in the bar. And then we like, 
we were like very aware. <laughs> we were expecting the whole bar to get into it, but it was such a religious holiday that there wasn't really a lot going on around Athens. And we did find a bar that was open and people were just kind of like hanging out. So like it came down to midnight and nobody really does anything. And my friend and I were just like, well, cheers, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> lots of contrast in the, in the way different places uh, approach New Year's. Apparently, so fireworks are just kind of a theme here. They'll do fireworks for pretty much anything. And apparently it like legitimately looks like a war zone on New Year's, just like people shooting fireworks. Dang. Wow. I mean, besides that Greece comment, which is surprising, I was going to say New Year's is a good one because you can't really not celebrate New Year's, if that makes sense. Like, obviously you can, you can go to sleep early or whatever, but like it happens <laughs> in a way that other holidays don't necessarily. Um a different holiday I really like, Leap Day. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I know I sound like I'm just trying to sound like different, like I'm not like other girls or something, but I just think that Leap Day is so silly and it's so special that it's only once every four years. Shout out to my friend Juliana. She had a Leap Day party in in 2020. I don't love, I'm nervous about next year being a leap year because 2020 was the last leap year and like, boy, was that oh, a lot, boy. but um, <laughs> But Leap Day was before shutdown, so I don't know. Yeah. Leap Day is just, I don't know. It's just like a fun extra day. And I love that you always like people come out of the woodworks, like the people who have like Leap Day birthdays and stuff like that. I just like find yeah. that so fun for them. It is fascinating. Do you remember the 30 Rock episode about Leap yeah, Day? Yeah, and I, so I was an RA in college and I made like a Leap Day um, like bulletin board for February that year. And I made like, I had like a Leap Day talent show or something as like an event that I put on like a program. And I like, like tried so hard to, so the 30 rock episode about leap day was like in this universe, it's just understood that everyone wears blue and yellow, like bright right. blue and yellow as like leap day colors. And so I was like really pushing that at that event. Like I wore those colors on leap day. I like made my board themed those colors. Um, so yeah, where I'm going to do it again, this next leap day. I think I, I think I did it last leap day too, the yellow and blue. So I like to pretend it's a real tradition. Nice. That's a fun, quirky one. I feel like you were meant to be an RA. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't a perfect experience writing beans, but no. I, I think you really do fit the personality. <laughs> yeah. If anybody just learned that about me, I feel like deep down, you didn't just learn that about me, you know? Um, all right. I feel like we're getting towards the end. What's a good one to end on? What's your 2023 bucket list and all time bucket list? I don't know. I like to have goals and things that I want to get done, but I, I'm not a big like new year's resolution kind of person, or even though I think we're both kind of planners, I try not to put a ton of pressure on crossing things off, but broadly speaking, I want to travel as much as I can. And in 2023, um, my first year out here with like very quick, easy, cheap access to travel around Europe. But I, I like we've talked about it, like to get to places that I haven't been before, which is tough when I really like the places that I have been like Greece. Um, yeah, just rattle yeah. off all the places you don't want to go. And that's going to be the list of places you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that is the power of the pod. Um, but yeah, no, I think just like loosely, I've been trying to go to a country outside of Italy once a month. I don't think I made it outside. I don't think I'm going to make it outside anywhere. Like I'll take trips in March, but I don't think I'm going outside Italy in March. I'll make up for that. I think like, I think the average, I will have been to more than 12 countries by the end of the year. Um, so that's loosely my 2023 goal is to like 
on an, an at least four week basis and to average out to 12, um, no less than 12 for the year, I'd like to go to countries outside of Italy. Um, and then bucket list for life, man, geez. I, I think a lot of them are travel-based for me. Um, a lot of the stuff that you would expect on everybody's travel list. And then, you know, just never have to worry about money. Like I don't need a lot of money, but I, I would like to continue to be blessed enough to not worry about it. You know, typical life goals. Yeah, I typically... I guess typically meaning the last few years have had more resolutions or like goals or bucket list, however you want to think of it for the year than I did this year. Cause coming into this year, I went in with a pretty different mindset of priorities and just, I don't know. I just didn't come into this year very goal-based in that way, or at least as far as like having a checklist or something. Um, so I just double checked because I think I mentioned Devin and Oliver and I every year have been like reflecting on the, so we do like favorite books and stuff like that and just some favorite moments. So yeah. I really like that. I really like reflecting, but we also generally have a section of that conversation where we talk about our goals for the next year. And I just pulled that up because I had it in notes on my phone. And I, the only goal I actually put for 2023, um, normally I have several of these and I literally only put one and it's not to... <laughs> talk about how big of a deal it is. I think it's just that I decided not to think of any more. So it's not like this is like my pure focus. Um, but I put to have a perfect month on my Apple watch because <laughs> I haven't done that. A perfect oh month. Oh my gosh. I remember hitting- you and Emerson talking about that. <laughs> yeah. A perfect month is hitting your move goal every day for the month. And I've only done that once in 2020. Like I've never done it really since. Um, so anyway, I, that's not actually super reflective of who I am is to have like one fitness goal be my whole year. Um, but traveling is definitely my big priority this year. I really want to visit Italy in some capacity later this year. And, um, so that's a huge focus. And then I am leaving the country for the first time since the pandemic, not Italy, but I'm going to Mexico soon. And so that is really exciting. That's like a bucket list item to, to just leave the U S again. Um, finally got my passport yeah. fixed and all that Three stuff. Years. That's so. crazy. Yeah. So that one's huge. And, oh, I think I said this before, but I want to camp more times in 2023 than I did in 2022. Yeah. I probably have a few more Colorado things actually. (laughs) I think skiing was low key on my bucket list and I did that. Yeah. Um, like loosely for 2023, nothing super specific. Well, one, one specific resolution for this year is to get bred in California specifically this year, because I should have done that last year. And then, um, but in general, just get it into more States. So if anybody doesn't follow my bread Instagram, or already know this about me goes into the lifetime bucket list category is that I want to get bread in all 50 States, like my bread that I have baked freshly in another state, or at least in, I'm not sure about Hawaii and Alaska, certainly in the lower 48, but I don't know about those two. Uh, maybe. Be a way. Yeah, there will be a way. Um, so yeah, I want to get bread in all 50 States. Um, or I guess, Based on my current count, I have 25 if you include DC. So I guess I'm saying 51 states in quote. (laughs) Uh, Other lifetime bucket list goals though are kind of very like, same as you travel related. Like I'd really like to travel truly just as much as possible and like on all continents. And I definitely want to see all 50 states myself. I think my bread will beat me, but I'd like to see all 50 states myself. And I'd like to, like, I want to go skydiving and a lot of little things like that, that are pretty classic. Yeah. Um, 
in like the early days of Facebook, when you had like that little block bio thing, I don't remember everything I had listed there, but it was like to-do list and it was like <laughs> stuff I want to do in life. Um, and I, I remember visit every continent, which I don't know how much I care about Antarctica. Not that I don't care, but I don't think it's like... <laughs> I'm going to go out of my this, way. It'll be cold. Yeah. Uh, I think Rachel, sorry to cut you off, but I have been thinking this a lot. I think it a lot when I am editing episodes. So I always forget to tell you this, but I would like to have a, an entire episode where you and I reframe our thinking of travel or at least explain it better because we okay. often will say things like check it off the list or get that out of the way. And that is not oh, a good way to think about traveling. And we point. definitely have given the impression that that's how we think about travel. And maybe it is how we think about travel and we shouldn't, but I'd like to dig really deep into this at some point because we're both bad about it. <laughs> I think that's our, our next mini so topic. Um, yeah, I think point. so. I, no, I think it's important. And especially from like being welcomed into people's countries and cultures and stuff like that perspective, like don't yeah. mean to belittle anyone area's experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's hard no. not, it's hard to talk about goals and bucket lists and things and not phrase it that way. So I'm not trying right. to like be too hard on either of us, but it's not reflective of who we want to be the way that we tend to talk about travel. So yeah. I'd like to throw that out there and say that I'd like to dig into it more. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I mean, I'd be interested to, now we've talked about a couple of the trips we've taken both outside the U S and within the U S. So maybe people can give us a little bit of perspective on, on, how our trips sound and if they sound like we're we're doing a good job of trying to really like be in the moment and experience a place i think you're right that like the actual playing out of the travel is better than the goals behind it sound i don't know if that it is yeah. yeah and what i it's not that i care about our image or how exactly we sound exactly it's more that I care about our own mindsets going into this. And if we really are skewed in how we do think and talk about it versus how we want to think and talk about it. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, less would be more would be. That's what I mean. Like, I almost don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like to your point of, do I care about Antarctica or not? That's obviously not what you mean to say or mean to think, but it's valid in that would you go somewhere just to check off that you've been to a continent? And sometimes we talk about it as if we would, and I don't think that that's a better, so I don't know if I still have, I've always thought I have a goal of going to all seven continents. And I think I do because there's like so many countries I'd like to go to that do span pretty much all those places. Uh, But I don't know if that's how I do want to think about it for the rest of my life. So sorry, I'm getting too deep here, but it's, it's just like, it's really interesting to think about. No, I think that was a good moment to bring it up because I think that's the direction I was going with it of like not just planning a trip for the sake of checking it off, but also not trying to, to be down on anybody who has a goal of going there because I think there are plenty of people who do. But yeah, no, I think that's a, a good challenge of like, what is the purpose behind traveling for us? And is it, it, you know, it could be valid to just like be able to say I've been to as many places as I can, but also like, are you getting something out of each trip kind of thing? One thing to clarify, I am not going to scrutinize my bread goals in this way. I will have a formal checklist of my bread travels and I (laughs) feel no guilt about that. Anyway, for that, you know, 13 year old or whatever checklist, the only other thing I remember being on there was see the sun rise on the East coast and set on the West coast on the same day. Oh, I remember that about you. (laughs) And I've definitely done an East to West coast travel, like at sunrise 
in on the east coast um and then like seeing sunset on the west coast but like i was picturing like literally like be on a beach yeah on the east coast and, and watch it so i haven't like formally watched a rise and then you know witness it set on the west coast that'd Um, be so cool what if you could do it like sunrise in maine and sunset on sunset cliffs in san diego oh that would be amazing (laughs) um and like that's definitely the right direction to be right because it's behind yeah so that's like a forgiving direction when you're going with the sun um so very possible. I've gotten close, but I haven't quite done it the way that I was visualizing. So that is definitely, uh, that's the- fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any others that I've like set out loud as life goals in the past, but I think they're just not coming to mind. <laughs> that was fun. I, that was a fun question as we yeah. said on all of them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the happy, healthy, good family life kind of thing is I think pretty common to most adults. Um, yeah. I think that's also a great one to keep vague and open-ended and how it's meant to be (laughs) right well and I was gonna say like I think we've definitely hit on it but personally recently it's definitely been like a communication and like connectedness thing for me because through a lot of the stuff that we were all experiencing and just life in general um couldn't sustain the intermittent communication that I had had going for the previous three years like definitely needed to make a change and feel more connected to both my family and my my home country so that has been definitely like a, a major goal for the foreseeable future yeah Uh, I like that point because I think part of why I haven't been so dramatic about having goals this year in the way that I usually am is because we were already working towards it. We like really kicked this year off great with this kind of serving a lot of purposes, this podcast. So we're hat on the back. Um, okay. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions. I think this was really fun. I really liked these questions. We opened up some cans of worms, (laughs) but I think we can dig into more. would love to get more input from our siblings on the feud one, for instance. I think there's probably lots to discuss there, but uh, if you're listening, let us know how you liked this. And if you want us to do it again, I think I'd love to submit and, you know, put up another question box and do another one of these in the future for when Rachel and I are kind of feeling like switching it up for an episode. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys. Really, really good work. Um, It was like immediately we got a lot of really good responses and that was really fun. Yes. Um, cool. Well, I think it's super late for you. So it's probably time for us to sign off, but thank you for (laughs) recording and answering some questions. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Where are the questions? It just has where we asked questions. So if you go to the story where we asked the questions. Yeah. And you swipe up and then you can click see all. Oh, okay, cool.